This April, head to South Australia to run the McLaren Vale Marathon. Hosted at Richard Hamilton Wines, you can look forward to some fast racing over scenic road courses through the heart of South Australia's premier wine region. The marathon will headline a weekend of running, supported by a half marathon, 10k and 5k. If you're looking for a good reason to visit South Australia, this is it. Episode number 274 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you. The Australian team announced today for the World Cross Country Championship, so we'll be discussing that. Moose had a big week of training, got a listener question, a lot of results to get through, some fast times over in New Zealand and the USA. So uh, stick with us for the next 80, 90 minutes and we'll get you through a run if that's what you're about to do. Welcome to my co-host, the 214 man, Dan Anglesey, Julian Spence. Welcome to you this week. Thank you, mate. How you going? having me. Going well? Going well, yeah. I'm a month out from a marathon, getting pretty tired, even though the mileage isn't high. It's it's all starting to creep up and I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling like I used to, to a degree. I'm not... I'm just still adjusting to the extra, the miles at the moment. Okay. Are you getting excited? Nervous? What's the emotion you're feeling four weeks out? Um, I'm getting more ambitious, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little bit curious as to how it's going to play out off this different preparation. Um, they're probably the two main things. I'm not nervous in any way, and I'm not... Um, anxious about it but probably more just yeah I'm just getting a little bit like it's hard to hold the competitive juices back now now that we're getting closer mm. we'll talk about it more in your weekly recap my other co-host the 217 man based in Canberra Bradley Croker welcome to you this week thanks Brady how are you going yeah good thanks missing a bit of skin on here Croaks over the weekend hope you're feeling better today <laughs> uh, yeah and, uh, and I'll lose a toenail in the next few weeks I, I, I suspect Okay, looking forward to hearing about that as well in your weekly recap. But uh, we might start with you because we started with Moose the last couple of weeks. So take us through Croaks Monday through to Sunday. Yeah, okay. So um, I had a, a decent week, um, only 70. So I ran every day except Sunday. Um, that was large, well, largely because of what happened on Saturday, but also I'd run nine days straight up until the Saturday. So I thought I was due just for a, for a day off. So um, Monday got out for 45 minutes at 4.16s in the afternoon. Felt pretty good on that run. Uh, and then joined the group down at uh, the horse track on Tuesday afternoon for a session. Uh, most, of, most of the squad were doing a park run on the Saturday. So it was just a bit of a tune-up session of five two-minute reps off 75 seconds rest at about sort of 5K pace. Um, two and a half minutes rest after the last two minute rep and then five times one minute uh, reps 
uh, off one minute rest slightly faster so sort of more like probably 3k or even a touch quicker than 3k um yeah like uh, the, the positive about this one was i ran relatively quick probably too quick for where my current fitness is but my leg i didn't feel any pain while i was running and i pulled up reasonably well afterwards so ran um three average 315s uh or kilometer pace for the two minute reps um which was a bit of a progression like the first rep was like 320 a few 317s and then sort of closer to 310 by the end and then um 255s uh for the one minute reps so definitely uh, harder than probably i should have been running given what i've recently been doing um but yeah i said leg pulled up well um did have some doms in my calves uh for the next well pretty much three four days um so wednesday i just did 45 minutes i was going to do an originally before the session i was planning to do an hour on wednesday but um i figured i'd just swap thursday and wednesday around so just 45 minutes at 420s then i did an hour on thursday 421s another 45 minutes on friday at 427s and then um yeah went down to park run on the saturday uh like i wasn't exactly sure i knew i wasn't going to race it um i just wanted to do it as a solid tempo but not knowing what shape i was in i didn't even know what sort of tempo pace would be Um, i thought somewhere around 1730 would be a good hit out because it was pretty hot by the time we started um yes anyway i i lined up like i wasn't right on the front row because i knew there was a few guys there that were planning to run faster than me and it was almost like a way of me to not like bury myself like wanting to do a a tempo so lining up the guy goes on your marks get set go um and so the guy in front of me like you assume that whoever's on the front line is going to at least roll off the start uh, he would have gone out at six minute kilometer pace and for some context there's there's over 350 people um at this park run and everyone's lined up on a two and a half meter wide bike path and so going out it's, you know you'd expect guys, you just expect guys to roll out faster than that on the front line anyway so i ran up the back of him and then tried to go around him and, and clipped um clip i either got clipped from behind or i clip somebody in front of me but next thing i know i'm pretty much like full superman position just like flat on the ground um got up had the air like graze on my left hand and then um around my elbow on the right and my my big toe on my left had obviously just like gone thump straight into the ground so my, my toe was throbbing jumped back up um check the damage about 500 meters in i'm like do i even want to like (laughs) do this now um but yeah rolled around i ended up running about 17 minutes for the for the 5k loop felt pretty good um like doing it if anything like the longer it went the better i felt um yeah so but i was a bit frustrated i had a bit of a chat to the um uh to the race director afterwards and he said yeah we're aware of it and like that sort of annoyed me a little bit that you're aware of a guy so for context the guy that was on the front line who i ran up the back of he finished last or second last in an hour and three minutes as like it's just dangerous when you've got 350 people pretty much all of them were going faster than him that day being on the start line um so anyway that was my park run uh experience and then yeah i um i woke up on sunday and my toe was actually pretty sore and i um 
I would have run, but I just didn't want to go out and then sort of favour it and run a little bit different and just have something else go wrong. So I ended up just taking Sunday off. Um, so it was, yeah, 70, how many Ks for the week? 70, 72, um, two sessions. So, yeah, like the positive is that my, you know, my calf or my shin, it's not 100%, but it's it's managing. Drama down at Yerby Pond, Moose. I've heard Mate. about it a lot of times <laughs> over the years. He was fuming Saturday Arvo oh. too, wasn't he? Tell you what, imagine the spray this bloke's cop when Crocs has got to his feet. You think you're 217, man, you'd put, you know, what did you run for 1,500, 345 or something? Put yourself on the front line, Crocs. Back the yourself. Point, the point is, this guy took an hour and three minutes. Ain't yeah, not his park, day. Park runs not for everyone, day. though, Crocs. He's got just as much right to be on the front line as you do. I know it's for everyone, but park run don't have an issue sending out you know emails or messages about you know kids on bikes or people with dogs or prams like this is just as dangerous um so anyway they also don't they also have been playing up the fastest records and stuff lately mm. so they do like to see the fast stuff uh, like there's no and they're always given the seated times like um age grade times mm, so yeah we still talk about the fast stuff brady yeah we do yep Oh, I'm just saying that, like, there's no, like, they're, and they're never going to have, like, an area at the front that you have to be under 20 minutes to stand in. No, like, but they, if you're... They are relying on that self-seating to be but, done but, correctly, and they're putting a lot of um, responsibility, I guess, in the participants' hands to get it right, and on this stage, that person hasn't got it right. And you probably haven't got it right, too, because I would have had you right on the front. But the point is, but that guy's got it completely wrong. Yeah. But it's not just me. Yes, okay, I should have been on the front row. Yeah. But there's, but there's still 80... Hit him, there's still 80... Yeah. There's still 80 guys running under 22 minutes for 5K, which yep. is still moving okay compared to a guy that's taking 63 minutes. Yeah, someone else and would it, have had the same issue that you had. And, and then, like, and look, I know everyone that is there at Park Run, they're volunteers, so you don't want to have a go at them. But when you go to the race director afterwards and he says, yeah, we're aware of that person, well, if you're aware of the person and you saw him on the front line, because the race director's like, oh, I'm glad you came up because I did, I did see you go down. And it's like, well, if you are aware of that guy, surely you go and tap him on the shoulder and say, mate, we know that you're going to take an hour to do this. Go to the back. Yeah, a bit of duty of care for the participants. Well, yeah. Yeah, maybe so. maybe he's a listener, mate. Maybe he'll get the message straight from you. Hopefully. It will actually um, park run, Gungahlin Park Run did send a message out that afternoon about, you know, self-seeding and that sort of thing. But I'm guessing that guy's probably not going to read it. They still, yeah, I still don't know how they police it, though. Because then what happens if he cracks it? It's just common sense. Yeah, I know, it is, yeah. yeah what happens like if he cracks it, then they give him his money back. Yeah. That, that's what they'll do. <laughs> fucking hell. The entitlement. I'm rocking up to a free fucking park run and someone's asked me to step off the front line. You, Jeez, see, it? you see it, Moose. Have a little hissy fit at this free fucking event where the volunteers are. Uh, no, so I, I think it's very fair to say, hey, look, if you're not going to go quicker than 20 minutes, probably don't be in the first five lines, four lines, whatever. That's fair enough. Like I, yeah, like I, I, I would prefer a guy to be on the front line that goes out like free beer for yeah, the first 300 and then slows down. But I was just not – and that's the thing. If I was a regular at park run, I'd probably know this guy and go, okay, I need to basically be – give him a wide berth. But I don't go down there that often. So I didn't know. I thought he was one of those guys that would just go out, sprint the first couple hundred metres, which is safer than rolling out at six-minute Ks when everybody's expecting to just roll off the start line 
a fair bit quicker than that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, that was my week. I'm in one piece, just a bit of bit of bark nice. and uh, a toenail. Could have could have been worse. It's not a bad run considering you went down. Like and it was a tempo, seventeen mm. minutes. Mm. What kind of shape you reckon you're in for five k? Uh, I reckon sixteen probably. Sixteen yeah. flat. If I if I rinse myself, I could probably run sixteen. Let's have a look at the pacing. Oh yeah, he kicked Gee. it home at the end. Have a look at that last. I reckon that first. See, he goes out. Where's the actual fall? Well, have a look. If you have a look at have a look at the um pay, like the pace chart, you'll see for the first 15, 16 seconds, yeah. it's pretty much zero. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about at four point nine k though, Moose? When he drops down to two forty nine pace. Yeah, just bit of mayo, turn, bit of mayo on that. Sees the finish line and his eyes light up. I reckon. There. I reckon he saw that bloke there. <laughs> saw him as he turned the corner and. No, you know where I, you know saw where I saw him. Director. I saw him in the last four hundred meters of my cool down. You're still out <laughs> on the course. And that's no joke. Uh, good week, Croaks. Uh, got the Bathurst entry in. You're going to do it if you can go down and do park run. I know you're about the community this year, which has been good to see at park run. See you down World Cross Country Trials. See you at the ACT Champs. I think you were there on the weekend. So it only makes sense to see you on the start line at Bathurst Cross Country World Champs. Be, what are we calling I'll be at Bathurst. I won't be on the start Come on, line, but I'll be get on the start line. What have Mate, you got to lose? Do you know, have a guess what my longest run has been since the 10th of November? I don't care. It's a 6K Cross Country minutes. race. It's going to take I've you 20 one, minutes. It doesn't matter. Run. You're not trying to qualify for the World Champs here, the golden ticket. Right. You're just going around. Just having let's, fun with the boys. Let's flip it here. If you if this if the roles were reversed here, I'm mm-hmm. sure you'd be real keen to go and race, given what the last two months have looked like, or nearly three months. I, I love racing. I'll jump in there for sure, mate. I'll be carrying your bags. No, I'll be getting you, you ready. I'll be getting you you ready for the golden ticket race, and then I'll have to give you a post run calf massage because you'll be lining up Saturday I'll afternoon. Moose will be qualifying Saturday no, I afternoon. I reckon you're I reckon. in. I reckon. Yeah. Have you entered yet? Me. Yeah. Yeah, I entered today with you. All right. I bet it. Are you, did, did you enter me? No, I didn't enter you. You were telling me oh. you were entering, so then I thought I better enter as well. Use oh, code Caitlin10 for $8.90 off, I think, which was good. Caitlin10, yeah. yeah. Gets the, I, did, I, you, did you use it? I had Brett10 in, and then I thought, oh, I like Caitlin Adams more. I'm going to put Caitlin10 in instead. Did you know they're running a little competition? Oh, to see who gets the most. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yep. No, like, I didn't know that. Leaderboard. To and I think you can use the same code for like spectators that want to go in as well, get a discount off the spectator pass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Caitlin 10, that's Caitlin. the one we're going with. <laughs> See how many she can get. Um, no, that's good, Moose. I think you're definitely the favourite because you're weak on Strava. I think it's no, the most, I don't think so. I think it's the most impressive week you've done since you've been back from knee surgery. Yeah, but that's not a very high, high bar. That's I, not a high bar. I ran sixteen oh eight for five k last week in that triathlon. Might have been yeah. a bit over, but it was still it wasn't fast. I don't. I don't care. I reckon you've like you've got the the year behind you to get you through the the cross country. I don't. All right. Let's, both both sandbagging yeah, here. Let's hear your, yeah, yeah. Let's hear your week, Moose. Uh, I come off Sunday. It was pretty difficult. So. Sore calves for me. A little bit of sore quad, sort of doms from the uh, long downhill that we went on. So just 10K, 46 minutes. Um, and then obviously the backup to Tuesday morning. So the track session we had, we was, it was um, going to be a hot day. So we got out early, but it, it was pretty good actually. Um, it, was, it was ideal conditions. This is when it wasn't going to be a hot day. It flooded later. 
it was crazy weather. So at the moment, like I drove in, it was beautiful um, sunrise, like orange sky, no wind, and only 16 degrees, 100% humidity, so a bit sticky. But it was one of the like all-time mornings for running. So our workout was 2K, and we we're going at 76s, and then we did we had 400 meter jog, then we did 12 by 400. At it was around 70. There were a couple of 71s, couple of 69s, and I think we did like a 66 maybe um, for the last one, and then we jogged 400. And then we did 2K at 74s. So I think it was like, well, I, I had my, my watch, my Coros is on track mode. So I don't get like the full split, but pretty sure it w- would have been about um, like three, like 620 and then all the 400s and then 610 at the end. So it was, a, it's a, it was what, 2K, 4K, 12 by 4. It was about 8K of work or something. Pretty good. Pretty good session. My calves were cooked at the end, like cool down. So, so tight. I'm just, uh, I think it's a combination of the long run as well as being on the track, running higher volume track session. So I've been doing some track work, but not this much volume. So a 12, yeah, that was more like 9K of work, I reckon. Yeah. Um, what shoes did so- you wear? I wore the vape flies for this one. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're definitely a little more calf aggressive than the Rebellions, the Mizuno Rebellion that I have been using. And even just, it, it's faster paces, it's a longer session, it's on the track. All And you're coming off a 35K hilly long run. So it, they're just getting beat up. And it's better that my calves are getting beat than my knees. So I'll take that. And yeah, a good group again. The rebellion on the track, like you don't feel like it's too poppy. It it could be. Okay, it, yeah, I haven't I haven't got to a track to test it out yet, but I'd still I'd still be back in the vapor fire on the track. I think the the rebellion on the road. Mm. Um, just to yeah. Well, the I don't know. I haven't tried yeah. it yet. The vapor fire definitely feels closer to the ground, and it feels a little more old school. Even though that sounds ridiculous to say, yeah. it, it, <laughs> it I know feels... what you mean though, Moose. Like compared to say, even an Alpha Fly on the track, your like your calves are going to be less beat up with an Alpha Fly than they will be from a Vapor Fly. Yeah, I think yeah. I do get that too. Yeah. Um, so tomorrow I've got the Saucony Endorphin Elite that I'm going to try. So that's their more performance um, slated super shoe. Sits above the Endorphin Pro. So I've got a pair of those that I'm going to have a crack at on the track. Must give you some credit where it's due here. Like you're starting the workout at 6.33. Like yeah. that's mm. an early start. I can start warm up at 6.33. It's rare that I'm hitting workouts starting at 6.30. Yeah, it's a good – we have a good warm-up. So we run around the campus and by the time, it doesn't feel that early when you start the workout. Yeah, it's after, good when you get going. Like it's a beautiful time of day to work out. It's more so getting out of bed. Yeah, oh, that's the getting hard there. thing. Yeah, because I got a half an hour drive to mm. get there as well. It's it's pretty early so what morning. Are you getting up at five? Yeah, up at five and deal with the deal with the dog and that, and um, and then I'm there. I'm there and ready to go. And some some blokes are already they they get their warm up in. They don't cool down, so they've got to get to work a bit earlier. So they're there even earlier doing a warm up, like a longer warm up. But yeah, it's a good workout for me. I was happy with it. 
I felt really in control and um, the last rep was got faster but felt fine. So I, I got some confidence from it. And then uh, the just jogged with Mark. You remember Mark the Campo? Friends yes, of Geelong? I do. Back yep. when you, you would have? Yep. Yeah, so I reckon, yeah. He lives in um, Bright now and just down on a little trip. So uh, we ran just around town, half stepper, real fucking half stepper. Doesn't do workouts much, doesn't do long runs really. So wanted to push it. I wasn't having that. Next day, again, pretty similar. Just ran 11K early before work. And then Friday, um, went to the country champs. So we, like, country champs are in Geelong. They started Thursday, ran Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I rocked up Friday morning early to do a workout with uh, Kieran, Jimmy, and, and Matt. And we... We got there before, like it kicked off. Maybe the walks were on, and we just did it on the river. So um, we're all similar sort of fitness right now. Uh, the first, oh, we're kind of. Gunther's been away on his uh, just drinking cocktails and eating buffets on his honeymoon, so he he wasn't in great form. So we kind of went off my heart rate. So it was three by ten minutes with three minutes jog between. So the first rep was. Um, 312 pace and uh, it felt pretty comfy then jogged next one was again 312 pace heart rate was getting up there but still keeping it under threshold and then the last rep was 316 so it slowed down and perhaps the towards like the last two to three minutes I was over threshold so it was kind of accumulating by then um, and the group had, had split a little bit but I was, again, this is the first Friday that I haven't kind of just run with Ali for, for a while. So just running my own type of workout and felt good again. I uh, got, got some confidence from this. Didn't have pace showing. Haven't really thresholded at that type of pace for a long time. Like I reckon most of my thresholds have been around 320 to 325 lately. And so this was, again, just a, a real, just a little bit of... Um, evidence that I am getting fitter a little bit of reinforcement I guess uh, so I'm just trying to remember back to when I was running well and doing these workouts around a lake in Ballarat I think I was probably thresholding like 3.8 to 3.10 pace so this is just a little bit off that do you always could have you done that off two minutes moose or you needed every minute of that three minutes yeah it's it's funny you say that because I when I was in the middle of the jog at the start I'm like, all right, ready to go. And they're like, no, no, three minutes jog. Okay. And I'd, I'd written this workout for Matt to do and I was going to jump in with him and I gave him an extra minute because I knew he'd been like 10 days not doing anything at all. Um, so I wanted him to have more recovery between his efforts. But the answer is yes, could have done it off two yeah, minutes. That's a good sign as well. Because like you look at these numbers, I was the same when I saw it Friday. I'm like, yeah, I haven't really seen your work at this pace because you've been with Ali most of those um, second workouts of the week. And then I was actually running with someone, yes, yeah, Saturday, I think it was, and I was saying, hey, that workout Moose did like a bit of a page turner, I reckon. Well, not so much a page turner, more so we just haven't seen your work at that pace yet. And I think when you can do 30 minutes of it, um, it's pretty good. So then I thought, yeah, the next question is, well, could have you done that off shorter recovery, which gives you another indication of your fitness. Yeah, it, uh, 
Well, it would have been a slightly slower if I did it off that, just because, um, I mean, you were always going to have more recovery. You're going to be able to go faster. Um, so, uh, thanks. Thanks for your support mm. there, Brady. Uh, I, I did a long run the next day. So, oh no, sorry, I jogged on Saturday and then I did a long run on um, on Sunday morning. We went out to, I'm still, I'm still on Brad, Brad's Strava here. So, we went out to um, the chocolate factory and it was going to be a flatter run. A couple of guys are racing Box Hill on Thursday. So, we just wanted to keep it flatter, not beat them up too much. Uh, big group, I reckon. I don't know how many showed up, probably 15, 20 maybe. And it just, whenever there's a big group, the pace just goes a bit faster than normal. And because there's no hills, and I reckon the last 10 weeks we've run really hilly routes, as soon as you get a flat long run, you, got, you kind of search for the same effort level that you do when you go over hills. And, and so the pace just started to get going a bit. And... It just it, it got a bit too hot to be honest. Um, so we like the first sort of 10k was fine, but then we like at the 9k mark we're going under four minute k's and then we we kind of stay under there for a long time. Then we go up a decent hill at 4:16 pace and then that kind of rolled onto the forest road like onto a road going uphill 348, 336, 336. 340 and that that's that that bit me pretty hard to be honest like i was i got a stitch and i was by the time we got back to the car we finished we got we went around a loop dropped a bunch of people off got a drink and did another 5k loop i'm like oh yeah i gotta slow down a bit this isn't really uh this isn't smart like i don't need to be doing this right now um so the last person that i dropped off was at 28k uh, and I, I had the option of probably doing another like 8K easy by myself or uh, I thought, oh, maybe I'll just chuck the, the new super shoe that I got, the Endorphin Elite, on and just get, do a bit of marathon effort stuff because I've got so curious the last probably two weeks as to what marathon pace may be or feel like <laughs> that I've, I, I just couldn't help myself. So I, I got changed the shoes, chucked this on, and I thought, all right, you'll go 15 minutes out, 15 like 15 minutes of just extra running at the end, and then I changed that to um, about 5k. So it was it was okay. I mean, I dropped down 320, 21, 26, 24, 23. I didn't have my heart rate monitor on at this time, um, and I don't trust the wristwatch. It, it just measures way too high. Because even today on my jog, it was measuring ridiculously high. So I don't, I, I don't trust it. I took the heart rate off because of the stitch. I felt like it was pushing a bit too hard in, like on my diaphragm. So only got you at one sixty six moose for the last five k. Maybe average, but it was it was it was high at the end, like because oh, I had yeah, my up to one hundred eighty five. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way it was at one hundred eighty five. Like I was running along fine. It's a pretty um, straight line. It looks pretty good. Look at all the spikes. Is it the blue line or the red line? The red line. That looks pretty good. When you just click on the 5K at the end. Yeah, but I, 
these aren't accurate. So today I went up a hill. It said I was going 180 heart rate just jogging today. Yeah, I know yeah. they're not accurate. I'm just, yeah, I thought that was pretty, um, that looked accurate though compared to what they usually look like. Yeah, I don't know because today's run was, was not accurate and today's run made me a lot happier to see that given I was a bit worried about this heart rate yesterday because it didn't feel that hard at all, at all. Um, anyway, I got how, through. Uh, how many of the group reckon listened to Moose on the Loose last week, Moose, and rocked up on Sunday <laughs> and went, you know what? Let's push we're it. Gonna, we're going to put a bit of hurt on this on this morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not one to back down from a bit of pace pushing on the long run. <laughs> and there was one bloke, I've got to give him a lot of credit. I thought, so at the start he got introduced, in the half introduced, like Liam, another guy, goes, oh, these are my two mates. Uh Josh, Jacob, and someone else. I'm like, right. And one of them was like, oh, Jacob's 16. is his first long run. He's going 20K. Um, uh, Watto coaches him, Graham Watkins. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, whatever. Didn't really give too much thought. And then the pace started going at about the 22K mark. And Kieran's there with me. And then this other fella's there. I look around. I'm like, fucking hell, who's this? Like, there's been some good runners dropped behind us. And he was slogging away, and he was having a real dip. And I said, oh, aren't you 16? He's like, no, I'm 28. <laughs> like, what's your name? Oh, Pat, how, how much are you running? A 60K a week, this is the longest run I've ever done. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's pretty good. Uh, you'll come in handy at cross country this year. Pat, but I'm not going to allow... I've seen this name before. This is the guy I was off the same mark as at um, Stall. I swear. Well, is he from Queensland? Uh, well, he's. I think he trains in Geelong now. Yeah, it says in Strava, North Stradbroke Island, Queensland, Australia. Bloke's never been to store, but Moose, uh, Brady just wanted to get yeah. a store store. No, 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 I didn't. I know I, I know. I do do that a lot, and they're usually pretty planned, but this one wasn't. <laughs> I, when, yeah. I, when I looked at your Strava, I'm like, I know this name. Does he run pro stuff, Moose? I don't know. I, we only had a slight chat. It looks like it, yeah. Neither, neither of them could talk. Yeah, <laughs> both at 180. <laughs> at that point, when he told me he ran 60K a week and it's his longest long run, like I said, I looked over at Kieran and I'm like, we aren't, we're not allowing this bloke to hang with us <laughs> for another two minutes. And so off I went, got a massive stitch, had to try to hold form into the cars so I could have a rest and a drink and get the heart rate down. <laughs> and um, no, it was good for him. Though. It was good. It was a good long run. Uh, he's quite three, fun out there. 358, 841, 15, yeah, he 17. Goes right. he, goes a fit, he goes a lot better than I thought. Um, yeah, he'll be good for Geelong this year. Yeah, 35, 15. That was yeah. about 10 years ago, though. He'll be right. He'll be, yeah, he'll be a good pickup for you guys, I reckon. Cat's on the recruiting. If he keeps coming to long runs, these like... They, yeah, talent they, over the shorter distance. Yeah, that'll that'll make him. That'll make the the uh, shorter distance Geelong crew if they come down to our long runs. We've got to get them involved because that's where the athlete is built, isn't it? What, what's... Well, you put him into your tan, you put him into your sand down, your Jales Park, your Eckerdin. Like he's going to get a start for the shorter races already. You put a bit of a motivational quote up today, didn't you? On Instagram. You last night page I was reading in the book. Yeah, big fan of that, were you? Did, did you like that one? I, I read it. 
I did like it. Someone right. wrote back saying, is this directed at Croaks for a World Cross Country participation race? <laughs> what was it like? Do No, summarize it for me in two It's having to go with people that basically sit back and criticize. Ah, that's right. Yeah, which right. I, thought, I thought, that's moves to a T. I'm happy to sit on the couch and criticize. What are you talking about? Moose gets in the arena. I'm invested in running, mate. The third, do you want me to read it to you? I've got it open now. Nah, don't. Please don't. Okay. It was about people criticizing from the cheap cheap seats. Yeah, I don't mind that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Although, just because you don't, just, I don't, I don't fully agree with it. You can be an excellent commentator and never been involved in that level of competition or that or being that committed as an athlete yourself you can still commentate very well commentate very well and you can still call shit out that you see that others might not call out what kind of spoke about putting yourself on the line like not necessarily in sport but like whatever you're doing in life it was talking about there was something there um i can't find a bit People's only contributions are criticism, cynicism, and fear-mongering. If you're criticising from a place where you're not also putting yourself on the line, I'm not interested in what you have to say. Uh, yeah, I, I understand if you're just sitting there taking pot shots. Yeah. But I think you can commentate, and if, if the commentary includes some criticism that's, that may be valid, it might be a bit of a different different situation than your... Um, I, yeah, had some big names right back to that actually. Some big Olympians, Australian record holders, Commonwealth Games gold medalists, preaching the same messages. Oh yeah, yeah, which is good. Anyway, good for you, mate. Good, good little <laughs> pump your tires up. Jeez, oh, people, people viewing these these stories. Anyway, hundred and ten for me. One month out. Looking good. Looking real good. What are your weeks away take the longest? Because I'm doing the best running. <laughs> You're in the arena. <laughs> I'll go quickly through mine. I um, I ran seventy minutes on Monday at four forty four pace. Still not covering the ground well, and I um, I was a bit concerned because I had that race Saturday night and I was shocking Sunday morning. And then Monday morning I was still shocking, like really sore. So I thought I better do something about this. So on Tuesday I put in a bit of time to do some um, activation stuff before I go out running. Because I'm pretty slack at that. Like, I'm pretty good at setting my alarm 30 minutes before I have to run, getting up, having a piece of toast, having a coffee, going to the toilet, being out the door 25 minutes later kind of thing, and just kind of using the warm-up to get activated, or the first couple of Ks. But it just wasn't working for me. Like, I'd get three or four Ks into my easy jogs and still felt terrible. So I kind of got up a bit earlier, did some uh, calf raises, some crab walks. Um, I don't know what the other things are. Got the elastic band out, you know, those things. Just kind of get a bit of activation going. And it makes a world of difference. Felt better the whole second or the whole rest of the week after doing that on Tuesday morning for the first time. My workout on Tuesday was it was 30 minutes worth of threshold work. So I did a 10, an 8, a 6, a 4, and a 2-minute effort. Um, I had 2 minutes jog after the 10 and the 8 and 90 seconds between the 6 and the 4 and the 4 and the 2. Averaged 3.14 pace, which is kind of what I've been hovering around for my threshold stuff the last couple of weeks. I like this workout because it gets gets shorter, so you kind of get the harder stuff out of the way early on. And I often give this to people to um, just check how their self-discipline goes, like because you can easily get to the four and the two, and because they're shorter, kind of get out of your threshold zone and just start and like absolutely murder the pace. 
but it's really good to just because your heart rate's already high at that that stage of the workout and um i just see it as a bit of a top up a few extra minutes of staying in your threshold zone there so it's really good to see who who sticks to their zone and who um absolutely kicks that last two minutes home because they can so good little workout there um got out for i introduced doubles as i said i was going to do last week so got out for 25 minutes on the tuesday afternoon at 446 pace that was pretty hot i reckon 90 minutes on the wednesday at 426s um i listened to this uk running podcast another one it was called run at three ways um and it was weird it was kind of like exactly the same as our podcast to start off with people recapping their weeks sounds a bit kinkier than ours yeah nice name isn't it (laughs) and i kind of put in i just hadn't i didn't have anything to listen to so i thought i'll give this one a go i'd kind of seen it floating around and then yeah, three men recapping their running weeks to start off Ooh, with. even kinkier. Yeah. Um, and then one of them, Moose, gets to the end of his week and he starts saying how he's uh, going to run a marathon in Japan for like with Mizuno as like a bit of an influencer. And I'm like, we've got one of those guys on our show as well. I'm like, You're 214, man? Not a 214, man. I think he's maybe a 222, 223, man. Oh, uh, they did reference our show later on in the podcast too. They were quite, I went back and listened to their first episode that was um, where just after Valencia and they're talking about like Brett Robinson and Sinead Divers records and stuff. So I'm like, I felt like I'm re- living in a simulation. I know I've said this before on this show, but like it was exactly the same podcast as ours. Similar, no moves on the loose, but they had running news and stuff. And yeah, I, like, I even had the same character with you on there. Big influence well, of Mizuno, man. Let, let's hope they uh, do a better job of copying our podcast and inside jogging does i was thinking do you reckon we could start sending invoices out like just like a licensing fee to everyone who just recaps their training weeks on a running podcast i thought you might have copyrighted the template we should have shouldn't we you can't copy yeah. but you can't, i don't think you can just copyright like running news but okay. i think i think the monday to sunday that was us i know marathon talk used to just talk about their workouts but i know i think we were the first ones to do monday to sunday i'll get zacker onto it just send it out to about 10 Running podcast. Good banter. Thing. Good banter. It was, Funny. It was pretty actually good. There's a Welsh guy on there who, um, he was, yeah, he sounds like he could fight, so we won't say too much about him. But I reckon he's represented um, UK. He's pretty quick, 1500 meter guy. So yeah, they're, they're pretty good. It's worth checking out if you're getting bored. You want something to listen to. Thursday, 70 minutes at 4.30s. Friday, I went to the track, the grass track, early morning because um, school went back, so I had to get going a bit earlier. So I got there, well, I think I got there at 6.30, maybe started the workout at 7-ish, wasn't as early as you, Moose. Did 16 by 400 off uh, 50 seconds for the first 12, and then I changed into spikes for the last four, so it took me about two minutes to get into the spikes. Um, I was really thinking, once I got to the spikes, it was going to be easy, I'll get that kind of bigger rest, and then the last four would feel good. But the last four felt terrible in the spikes, Back to that feeling when you haven't put spikes on for such a long time. Feels like you're running bare feet. You just get nothing out of the shoe. Um, yeah, me and spikes just don't get on real well. I averaged 71s. Um, I was in those New Balance green ones for the first 12. Oval was like real, real wet. It's a terrible oval. Holes everywhere. They've started chucking some sand down in lane one to kind of get the grass to regrow a bit. So if we apply the two-second per lap tax, that's um, 16,400s in 69, which isn't a bad workout, boys. Could be going all right. Better than I thought. Don't know. Or it could be a short oval because I've just got spray-painted lines there and I'm really running 73s. Got no idea. Um, I'm not sure about grass ovals. Yeah, this one. Well, it comes up right on 400 on the Coros, but 
nah, just you just get nothing from them. It's like running cross country. Yeah, I mean they're good for you, aren't they? Well, this it's like yeah, yeah, this one's right next to the footy oval. Right next to it is like different grass, and it's like they roll it and they mow it all the time, and it's like beautiful. But it doesn't have a line around the outside, so I'm like, do you think well, I should just do? Do you think yeah. I should just do reps on time based? And no, not, what you should do but is how just, do you know where you run it? You just what you do is you you just run around, and it doesn't matter if it's however long or whatever. You just do one lap, and if you're inside a little bit or outside a little bit, it it doesn't matter. But when you look up, where you you just kind of just go wherever you think the line should be. Well, you just aim to be like one to two meters inside the line, and you'll be fine inside, inside the fence. Inside the fence. Yeah, okay. and and it it doesn't matter if it's a four hundred and eighty meter rep one time or four seventy the next time. It, it you just run to what you think because the effort the effort's what matters, and that's what I'm exactly. going to say. Yeah. Off this oval, like the effort felt okay for me to do sixteen by a lap of this grass oval. So yeah, I might test that out later in the week. Um, got out for twenty six minutes in the afternoon after work four thirty sixes. 70 minutes on Saturday morning, had a listener, Patreon supporter in town. He was staying down at Moama Waters, Chris McTaggart. Kind of DM'd him a bit over the years, so it was good to uh, meet him in person. Went for a 70-minute jog with him. Interesting fact, boys, he had a tattoo for every marathon he's completed. Pretty cool. I reckon he'd done at least 10. Like, half his chest was just covered with, like, ink. What are they, his times? I don't think he had the times there, but he had, like, the logos of the marathon. The logos. Like the trademark, yeah. So like Boston, he'd have the Boston logo there and then New York and then he'd done all the marathon majors. Don't logos change? Like, do you know what the Melbourne Marathon logo is? Yeah. I don't think the big ones change, do they? Well, I don't know. I don't know if he bothers with races like Melbourne. He was just doing the big dog ones. Anyway, that was good to catch up with him. Then got out for two hours, ten minutes, uh, 4.16 average on Sunday was meant to meet a man, got a message off a friend saying, hey, I've got another friend in town who wants to do 34K. His name's Darren. I said, cool, tell Darren to meet me at Madison Spa Resort at 6.30 a.m. Got there at 6.30 a.m. Darren wasn't nowhere to be seen. Waited for him for about 15 minutes, just going up and down the road. Didn't appear. And then I had to, uh, or I had Glenn organized to meet at seven. So I went and met Glenn at seven. Still not sure where Darren is, but Glenn and I did a, a long run together. And it was good to get... Yeah, a bit over two hours in the legs. Nice pace too, it was humid. Not too hot though. Bit of a Triple J Hottest 100 discussed there. And a few uh, a few gambling hacks. Are you guys been keeping up to date with that um, $10 to $10,000 thing? The betting challenge? No. Oh, no. Nah. Haven't seen that on Twitter? You would have seen that on Twitter, Moose. It's all big in the basketball world. No. Nah. Oh, so you put, what? You, yeah, it's real big. So you like do basketball bets. So you put $10 on on day one to win $20, so like something that's paying $2 odds, and it might be like, I don't know, Kyrie Irving to get like two three-pointers and like somebody else to get X amount of points or whatever, and you put it together. And then on the next day, when you've got 10 to 20, then you put the 20 on to win 40, and then you go 40 to win 80 on day three, 80 to win 160 on day four, and if you pull it off 10 days in a row, it turns into 10,000 bucks. So Glenn and I were talking about how easy that's going to be. But, um, we have you started? We haven't been quite that successful yet. Have you yeah. started? I started. I fell off the ladder day three, but yeah, that's okay. Anyway, it's 140k a week. Looking forward to Bathurst in a couple of weeks' time. Might go to um, might go 5k Bendigo Frenzy next Friday night if things work out. Do that as a bit of a hard hit out just to sharpen up before Bathurst. See if we can break 16 minutes. When's that? This Wednesday. 
Nah, next Friday. Do I say Wednesday? Next Friday. Friday the 9th or something like that, I reckon it would be. So it's the day after... Uh, oh, no, so it's the week after Box Hill. Yep, yep. Box Hill okay. burns this Thursday, isn't it? And then yeah, 5K yeah, yeah. Frenzy is the, fire, uh, the Friday night after, and then we go to Bathurst the Friday after that. Yep, gotcha. Yep, so might roll around there. You know anyone racing? Toby going to race it? Bendigo? Yeah. No, I don't know anyone going. Okay. I've, I've, I've said, hey, go down there. It's a good event. And um, no takers. It's a fair way from you, though, Geelong people. Yeah. Ballarat's not it, too bad. It is. It, I think you offer people to stay at um, your parents' house, don't you? That normally. Was, that was when my parents were away for that weekend. Oh. Yeah. Not just going sure? yeah, to do that this week, this time. Anyway, right. let's get through this, eh? Let's uh, thank some Patreon supporters, Krogs, kick things off. All right. I've got John Loftus this week. Uh, John lives over in the US, uh, in California, near Santa Barbara. Uh, I've known John since 1999. He was over at Sydney University and we were at the same college together, St Andrews College. Uh, went through a lot of the initiations together that you do as freshers, they call them. So one involved uh, the seniors. So the, the freshers got auctioned off in groups of three. And um, the on. seniors... Is this a clean story? I yeah, it's all right. Cancelled for this. So who? Who's yeah? Who's buying this? Like Some what? Old professors or something? I reckon. I don't understand. Yeah, that's why no, I called so them up here. Yeah, so the senior students, so like the fourth, fourth and fifth years, so the first year students get auctioned off in groups of three, and the seniors buy them, male and female. Well, it was it was an all male college at that point. It's it's co-ed now. Well, that's good and, for um, podcast moves. Yeah. <laughs> Where's this going? Yeah. And so then the seniors, they then basically blindfold you, fill you full of alcohol, and then drop you wherever they want with whatever they want. So the only rules are they have to start a fire for you and they have to give you your um, doona. And so we got dropped halfway between Bathurst and Orange in the middle of of winter, Um, wake up the next morning with a massive hangover, don't know really where you are, so you yeah, find the closest road, hitchhike, and you've got to, to basically make your way home. So that was one of the initiations what, what that I had this? to do 1999. with John. 1999, yeah. It made the, made the news a few years after. Like, I reckon this stuff has definitely been cancelled since then. Um, anyway, fun fact, you know, Dr. Chris Brown, the uh, vet? Yep, he was, TV. The, he was at the college at the same time. Where did so, he get dropped off? Well, I don't know. He was one of the seniors at the time. Oh, he so might he get cancelled. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So anyway, back to his uh, back to his PVs for John. He's run four oh seven for fifteen hundred, uh, nine twenty one for three k, sixteen thirteen for five, thirty three forty two for ten, seventy five twenty for the half, and two thirty seven for the marathon. Um, recently stepped up and is doing more sort of hundred mile races. Uh, also went to his wedding back in two thousand and nine, and that's the reason why I did that Prefontaine race uh, over in Coos Bay because I was over there for his wedding. He has a daughter and he's the Assistant Dean of Development at the Graduate Division at the University of California, Santa Barbara campus. Jeez, so, what a bio. Thanks for your support, yeah. John. Good on you, John. Beautiful place, Santa Barbara. It is. Yeah, that's where he had his wedding, actually. He had his wedding oh, at yeah. the at the university. Nice. Yeah. Mm. I ran the Santa Barbara Marathon one year. Did you? Yeah. They have, like, it's on, um, oh, fucking, the day, Veterans Day or something. The day that, and they had like, they started the race with a flyover by, from fighter jets. Um, pretty cool. Did you win? Like, 
I come second. Okay. Like some Kenyan bloke from Texas won, but it wasn't very quick. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good race. Like pretty hilly. Go up this massive hill near the near the cliffs. Did you run around there? Did I? Yeah. Um, so I was staying. So the the campus is a bit out of Santa Barbara. So I was running around that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like full of like yeah beaches and stuff like that. And then um, yeah, like we went for a drive because uh, I met him a couple of weeks later down because I did a Santa Monica race a five k, and then he took me for a drive up around Malibu and that sort of area as well. Yeah, it's yeah. super nice. Mm. Who you got, Moose? Uh, I got Nathan Conton from Ashwood in Victoria. So Nathan ran 21.35 at the Albert Park Park Run earlier this year, 1.42 at last year's Burnley Half, and 3.54 at the Melbourne Marathon. We reckon he runs for Melvin Mulvin Harriers and has a photo of, on Strava of him walking a llama. You sure that's a llama or not an alpaca? A, well, I think it's a llama. Well, is it woolly? Uh, I don't know. You have to go and check. Oh, I've got the best children's book at home called Macca the Alpaca. Oh, yeah. We've got that one as well. <laughs> How good is that book? Yeah, they don't perform real well, do they? You don't see photos on Strava that often, though, of people walking either llamas or alpacas. No, no. No, that's very – that's good, though. I might, I might get on in. Strava, have a look. Uh, pretty sure he has a master's degree in international finance from Deakin University and is the customer service operations manager at Adair's Retail Group. Who's, what sort of stores are, come under Adair's Retail Group, Croaks? Oh, aren't they like home furnishing? Are they like home furnishing group, Adair's? Yeah, but Adairs. what else do they own? Is that what you're saying, Moose? I'm thinking it's that. It's like bed, bath and homewares. Yeah, if you're, that sort of stuff. If, if you're a retail group, wouldn't you own like a few? Yeah, you ask them. Mm. Well, they're listed. What's their stock price? Hmm. And theirs. Anyway, do you want me to thank our Patreon supporter? Before? Yeah, go for it. Oh, listed at $2.87, boys. Is that higher or, <laughs> higher or lower than Caitlin Adams? Year to date, price. they're up 25%. Should have oh, bought. That's about, that's about similar. We should Caitlin's have up 25%. We should have bought some on the first of the month. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to thank Paul McLaughlin from Ararat in Victoria. Estimated best 5K of 19.40 and 10K of 42 minutes. He ran 95 minutes at both the 2022 Geelong Half Marathon and the 2021 Melbourne Half Marathon. Hmm, which course is easier, Moose? Melbourne or Geelong? Uh, Melbourne. Melbourne's easier than Geelong. you got to go over yeah. that hill at the end at Melbourne Half. Uh, Geelong, shit. Yeah, twist no, and turn. It's, it's not shit, but it's not as fast as Melbourne. Yeah, so not, 2022 not runs better, better than his 2021. Yeah, on a harder course, mm. so he's fitter. Uh, lots of nature pictures on Strava. think he is a teacher at Marion College in Ararat. According to his LinkedIn, he has been there since 1998. It's a long time. A few years at the one school. You know, um, Ararat is uh, Tomo, Mark Thompson. There's yep. a teacher in Ararat as well. wonder if he knows him. There you go. Good people in Ararat. Um, there's also uh, there's also like the sex prison there, sex criminal prison. Is it? Oh, Tom. massive. It's where they've got like... How do you know this a, stuff? Because I used to live in Ballarat and... Often there would be like... Not rhymes with Ararat? <laughs> no, we knew each other, 
What are you talking about? They're close enough. And one of the one of the there's a place there called Village of the Damned, and it's where like all the um, it's where all the like cr- like the sexually perverted criminals live in a sm- in a small community uh, where they're not allowed to leave, but they're also have finished their prison sentence. Real, it's not very it's not talked about very often. Pretty scary shit there. Mm. Okay, a lot nice. of the pe- lot of the a lot of people in Ararat like uh, no. I'll, well, well, they're associated. Yeah, we're going to get cancelled, Moose. <laughs> how, how many dodgy things can we bring up in thanking three people for their support? Thank you to all our patrons, though, who support the Inside Rain podcast. We really appreciate your support. You keep the show alive. We're only up to episode two hundred and seventy-four because of you guys. Some bonus content coming soon. Catching up with uh, Toby and Christian sometime in Feb. So that's going to tick over in the next couple of days into Feb, and working on our uh, new bonus series. Things are getting sorted. Been sending some messages, got a few things brewing, there's things in the works there. So uh, hang with us and you'll hear some more information about that coming up soon. The McLaren Vale Marathon will be run over the weekend of the 29th to the 30th of April. With a supporting half marathon, 10k, 5k and kids mile, there's a run for everyone. This destination race is run on the beautiful road courses throughout the vines with the backdrop of the southern Mount Lofty Ranges. A strong field is expected for the half marathon with a prize pool of 6500 including time bonuses for the race winners. The marathon also has a prize money of $3,000 up for grabs. Race weekend is hosted at the Richard Hamilton Wines with plenty for the whole family to do, including outdoor movies, kids activities, markets, food trucks and award-winning wines to enjoy. As well as its world-class wineries, the McLaren Vale region boasts pristine beaches, fine dining, forests and trails, art galleries and other attractions to explore. Come for the run and experience much more. Head to mclarenvalemarathon.com.au for the race information and to register. Check this week's show notes for a 20% listener discount code and we'll see you at the start line. Let's go to running news boys. Big news today, 12.35pm it was on Athletics Australia. They held like a press conference, never seen this before. Facebook Live, Instagram Live, whatever it was, YouTube Live. Um, you could watch them announce the team, which I thought was pretty good. Stewie and Jess Hull were there, alongside a few other athletes, a few juniors, a few masters, and a few uh, members of parliament as well doing speeches about how important it is that the World Cross Country Championships are coming to Australia. The women's team got named, and it was the six from the trials. So Rose Davies, Liam Pompiani, Caitlin Adams, Izzy Bat-Doyle, Holly Campbell, and Ali Pashley are our six there. And the men was the top five from the trials. So it was Jack Rayner, Matthew Ramsden, Brett Robinson, Rory Hunter, Annie Buchanan, and Kai Robinson came in for Jackson Sharp, who was six at the trials. So Kai getting that discretion spot over him there. Any surprises, boys, before I go and talk about the relays in the under-20s? Uh, like I can see why the selectors brought in Kai if, um, yeah, obviously you put in for um, discretion, but I also would have been happy if they had chosen Jackson, given that he wasn't that far behind Rory, Andy, wasn't that far behind Kai at the NCAA cross, but did make the effort to um, to turn up to the trial. So uh, a bit disappointed um, for Jackson in, in this case. 
he will listed emergency DNL or can he run and if you are listed emergency can you run the golden ticket race and then get your spot or do they want you to be on the sidelines as emergency well I'm guessing like given that Jackson's over in college oh, like he's, he's probably back. not hanging around for that like I don't know I'm guessing yeah. he would have gone back though no he ran at 355 yeah, he did on the weekend he raced over there 357 yeah. sorry indoor yeah. miles yeah so um, yeah, and obviously I, there was talk about Pat Tiernan, and so I'm guessing he pulled out, like, something to do maybe with his um, visa or, or whatever, but I'm sure if, if Pat wanted to run and was healthy, um, they would have found a spot for him as well, but he obviously um, didn't didn't want the discretion in the end or didn't, didn't, want, didn't want to be on the team. Yeah, because we, well, you don't know, do you? Like, you, you just get names, you just get these names here, not knowing who applied for discretion and got yeah. kicked oh, out. Yeah, but if Pat was if Pat was fit, healthy, and wanted to run and could get over here with his visa, they would have put him in the team. Sure. I, I believe he withdrew his yeah. nomination. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the women's team, do you think there was any discretion conversations there or they just, the top six were there and there, there was nothing to talk about? There wasn't. Wasn't, okay. Pat, Pashley would like me to remind Croaks of his... Um, prediction that she wouldn't make the team as well <laughs> the, the week before the race he loves slagging off people on this show doesn't he <laughs> Just, Kate, Caitlin that, Adams also wanted that, me to remind him of um, his yeah. consistency <laughs> over the her races Talk of, that, that uh, chapter from that book not bad from, from you here <laughs> yeah taking pot shots from... did, uh, did Ellie also tell you how get in there vocal I was on the sidelines cheering for her compared to maybe some of the other girls she didn't actually say anything to me. That was my little <laughs> reminder. That was my reminder. They did an article on her. I haven't read it yet. Just saw the headline before we got on um, on air. Because seven months is a short turnaround from having a baby to making a, a world champs team. Mm. That's, like a, like yeah. a, uh, and obviously you've had a bit to play in that, Moose. But, yeah, that's that's a hard thing to do. Well, we train well down here, mate. We tra- we got the it's hard blue-collar stuff, perfect for cross-country. Perfect for marathoning. Here you go then. She was sixth at the trials. Where will she be amongst the Australians at the race? She gets an extra month training under her belt. I think fourth. Oh, yeah. Well, a few of those ladies be worried about her coming through. Fourth or third, that's my call. And that's actually one of the, like, that would be a good goal to have, I reckon. Like, if all the girls are fighting to be the best Aussie, then they're going to run well, aren't they? Yeah. I think the tough, uh, I think the tough course will suit Ellie a, a, a bit more than maybe some of the others. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Suit a marathoner. Um, is it a shame that in our open races we don't have – I know it's hard for them to get there, Ben, we just talked about, you know, the likes of um, Pat Tiernan, Jess Stenson, Sinead Diver – like three of our kind of headliner names not going to be involved in the championships. Does there, there's always the going to be the, and the, to, the the way to generate hype and press. Yeah, but there's always going to be people that that miss out or don't show up. Like always, no matter what event or race it is. Like put an AFL grand final on, chances are there's going to be some stars missing from either team. It, it just yeah, true. how how it rolls, and you can't always have everyone in top shape ready to go at the perfect time it's part and parcel our sport's way more susceptible to injury or um to to not being in the the right sort of cycle i guess or with other races around it, it i still think it's a pretty solid team men's and women's that we got 
So do I. And the real is the most solid out of all of it. Stuart McSwain, uh, Abby Caldwell, Ollie Hoare, Jess Hull. What colour is the medal going to be, boys? You need to see the other teams. Let's go, yeah, I reckon it'll be gold. Really? I do. I think they're going to come across like some teams that aren't their strongest. I'm going to put us on the podium. Who beats us? Well, that's why I need to see the team. Yeah, but you look at, say, the US trials. That was a week. Like, yeah, so their 1500 guys aren't coming uh, down to do this. Nah, I, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a week kind of, kind of trials. Like, in the ladies' race, I didn't really recognize anybody. Maybe a, a couple of names. Let's put a line through Uganda. They don't have the 1500-meter runners like Kenya and Ethiopia do. Don't they have the women's eight? eight well, I thought she... Didn't, she won the world champs at Doha, women's 800. Okay. I could have said that statement without doing any research. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Kenya could potentially, but I don't think... Like, if they put Kepiag on um, Chariot, um, what's his name, the 1500-meter guy as well, Kip Sang, and I'm sure they've got another amazing female 1500-meter runner. I just can't see him coming or wanting to come in Feb to Australia. And that's, and that's the problem, I think, with like having World Cross down here is that um, for some countries, you know, it, it's not a major priority and, and particularly the relay. Like some countries won't care about a relay. Like, like you know, the, the cross-country traditionalists were like, would probably believe that it should just be the men's and women's 10K races and not a relay because, you know, the relay is relatively new when it comes to World Cross. Do you so win, not every, win good not prize every money, Crooks? Was that? Do you, you win, win prize money? Yeah, you, you would, but do you know you what would, it is? Yeah. No, I don't know what it is. Because remember, it was always when they went to the world... Um, remember when they used to go to the World Relay Championships? That would always yeah, pay yeah. well. But we didn't um, we didn't have a relay team at the last World Cross, did we? I don't think there was one, was there? So like, Was there a team? Yeah, well, there would have been a relay. Oh, yeah, 12000 bucks in 2019 for the mixed relay team. Yeah, okay. 30,000 um, to win the individual race. So, like, we obviously, Australia didn't prioritise the relay back in the last World Cross. Yeah. So yeah. some countries, yeah, depending on, you know, I guess, various um, factors, will either think it's worth sending a team or won't bother. Including budget. Yeah, being budget, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Like, if yeah. they don't think they can medal, I don't think they're sending teams down to Australia. Especially it's flights and accommodation, expensive stuff. I, I, I can't see that team not getting a medal though. Yeah, it's a no. good team. It's a good team. What, do we know the order of the um, relay yet? Mm. I think they can go in any order they want. Yeah, they pick the order. And which, is pretty, which is awesome. Like, that's really exciting to watch because, you know, you have, um, say you have Stewie and Ollie go first. You have this massive lead over, you know, some of the countries that put their women first and then it's just like, oh, they're gonna, are the girls going to hang on? I think he was saying on his podcast, though, Ollie, that they're different distances. Like, you can go a bit further if you do certain legs. I don't know how that works if it's 4 by 2 k but he was he was saying that they could milk a bit more. Okay. Maybe in the changeover zone or something, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, who would you put last? Caldwell, mm. best tactician out of the four of them. Doesn't lose, does she? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which order you go. Hard to go I past her. No, no idea either. Put Ollie Hoare, actually. Um, maybe, I don't know. Men's under 20, Logan Janetsky. Spoke about him last week. Archie Noakes, Jack Coomer, Kyle Maholland, Kyron Rushton, and Bailey Habler. 
women, Amy Bunnage, Gabrielle Schmidt, Gabrielle Vincent, Aspen Anderson, Cordia Mika, and Fiki van der Kamp. So full teams, it's good to see them sending it. Mm-hmm. Strong. I, I don't know a lot about junior running, but I have seen Logan, Archie, and uh, Carl's name pop up over the years. So I expect they're going to be pretty strong there as well. Hard yeah. competition, though, isn't it, junior races? Yeah, Africans are deep. Yes. Yeah, and we'll have a few um, few interviews coming up, Brady, because I know uh, a few weeks ago we spoke about trying to get maybe some of the lesser-known athletes on for a chat. So I know I've teed up um, Holly Campbell and Rory Hunter to chat over the next week or two. Um, yeah, I guess basically the people that we haven't had on before, really, to find a bit about their running story because it'll make it you know better for the spectators to you know know a bit about them when they're cheering for them in Bathurst. Yeah, or from the TVs. SPS, yep. I think, is going to have it on live. Uh, Vic Miles, Clive Result Moose, seeing this on the stream. Tuesday night, which was rare, but I guess Australia Day was Thursday. Yeah, I logged in a little late. I think I, I – what did I miss? I think I missed the women's A race, and I just got the men's, uh, perhaps even just like the last two laps or something. So in the 800s, <clears throat> excuse me, Riley McGowan won, 148.87. Wow, this would have been right on the line. Beat Jamie Harrison, 148.88. So one one-hundredth of a second. Harrison May was in third, 150.53. In the ladies, Ali Sanford, um, easy winner, 202. Over Morgan Mitchell, 206. And Isabel Scott in 206 also. Uh, then we go to the men's 15, which was um, a huge result because we saw Ryan Gregson's under 18 Australian record was smashed by two seconds over two seconds Cam Myers ran 340.6 and won the race beating Matt Clark 342.56 and Jared Clifford was third 342.81 so I, I, I think I turned it on with maybe maybe 600 to go and it's the same story played out. Mm. <laughs> he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost this season. Wow! And he runs open. And he's um, seventeen. Is that right? A hey, sixteen. Turns um turns seventeen in June. And he's had a few. Yeah. He's had four or five races too, hasn't he? Yep. So he won the um, uh, New South Wales three k. Won the national mile. Um, won this one. Uh, yeah, so he's is that a pet three k? Yep. So, um, yeah, and I believe he was meant to do he was going to do World Cross trials in the juniors, but I think he had a few sort of Achilles issues at the time. Um, so he's a guy that would be super exciting to see running cross. But I think for his um the remainder of his track season, skipping uh, World Cross and maybe becoming the the youngest person to break the four minute mile um you know assuming you can find a mile somewhere would be pretty cool so i think Jakob has that that record at the moment interesting yeah real good um be i mean it's exciting you don't you don't want to get too overboard about a junior do you um it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act like let's get excited for for the boy but yeah. let's not go and say he's the next Craig Mottram and then we follow every single one of his races and, and dissect them. Uh, so it's nice that he's running well, but, yeah, we'll just let him be a kid still. 
Mayor Women's, Jayla Hancock Cameron won in 4.12. So real, like, solid win. Uh, four seconds in front of Georgia Hansen, 4.16. And Cleo Richardson, 4.28. So good from Jayla. Mm, pretty solid results on a Tuesday night. Croaks, ACT champs. Did you get down there? No, I didn't end up going. Um yeah, because it's like the 800 is on the Friday night and the 1500 is on the Saturday night. And so it's like, you're there for basically 10 minutes worth. It's like, yeah, I can just watch the live stream. So, um, yeah, in the 800 on the Friday night, uh, Lockie Raper, he ran 146.45. It was a significant PB for him and moved him to 29th fastest Aussie of all time. He beat youngster Luke Boys 146.69, and that put him 39th fastest all-time, and Riley McGowan was 30, 147.19. Killy Small won the women's 206.12. Fleur Cooper was second, 207, and Davina Smith was third in 208. And then on the Saturday, the 1500s, uh, in the men's, Stefan Music, uh, he was first, 350.06, beat Ben Thomas, 350.26, and Michael Roger was third in 350.78. It's a pretty close race there. Um, in the women's, um, Morty Skyring was first in 4.18. Georgia Winkup second, 4.20. And Rachel McCormick was third in 4.23. So that was pretty much wrapped up the domestic racing for last week. Um, over in the US, there were some really quick indoor races. So at the Boston University, John Thomas Terrier Classic, the um, American 5K record went down. So Woody Kincaid won the race in 12.51 to break Grant Fisher's US record by two seconds and become the fourth fastest all time. And Joe Klecker, uh, who is part of the on group with Ollie Hoare over there, he ran 12.54, um, which put him as the third fastest US runner of all time indoors and seventh fastest um, of all time. So... Pretty uh, solid running there, boys. The 13-minute um, barrier doesn't seem to be much of a barrier anymore for these boys. Yeah, we've got to get some of these on spikes, I reckon, Moose. They're coming, mate. Are they? Yeah, we'll have them in about July, so pretty excited about that. My man, mm. Dathan, reckons they're the best on the market. Yeah, well, he would. He's quite biased. <laughs> I believe um, Ollie, Ollie paced that 5K. Um, he paced and it then... 4K too, didn't he? Like, he nearly yeah. went the whole way, yeah. Uh, and then in the 3K, um, oh, and just for some context, so the, the world record for the indoor 5K is 12.49, set back in 2004 by Bikili. Um And then the 3K, the world record set back in 1998, Daniel Komen, 7.24, that's indoors. Um, Yared Nagus, he broke the US um, record. So this is the fastest time ever by a US athlete, indoor or outdoor. He ran 7.28.24 becoming the ninth fastest all-time indoor 3K runner. And um, Sam Atkins, he ran 7.31 to break Mo Farah's British indoor record. So some quick times over there. It's something to do with the track, though, isn't it? Doesn't the track have, like, performance-enhancing benefits? Yeah. The way it's, like, banked? Because they run fast there every year. No no wind, I guess. Perfect perfect weather conditions. No wind. They call it calling it the super track i think mm. sean whip did put something on his instagram story explaining it but i i can't find it it's gone it's disappeared but um yeah incredible did you see the workout that they did that on group that yeah the mile, mile yeah and then 
three by two k, and then some two hundreds afterwards. At altitude, yeah, I think I think six of them six of them broke four minutes for the mile at altitude in a training at the start of a training session. Yeah, crazy. New Zealand, they had their mile champs. Sam Tanner, he got the win in three fifty four. So quick there. Callum Davies, the Australian, was uh, second in three fifty six, and Jude Thomas was third, also Australian, three fifty eight. So that's why that's in there. And Georgia Griffith went over, and she won the women's section, the mile, in 4.30, with Sarah Billings second there. So um, do you reckon that – did you see any footage? Have they got pacemakers to be running these kind of times, which would surprise me if they're um, championship races? Uh, I'm not sure. I know uh, Rod Dixon was commentating, though. Was he? Dixon? Yeah, Dixon. Dixon, Dixon, yeah. Um, So, but but yeah, I think Tanner had like an extra gear, but I'm, I'm guessing it would have been paced. That's be, quick, that. isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I reckon. I reckon after this next year, you'll see some people fly over for that. Just if this is going to be the the norm, running that fast. Yeah, somewhere to go to run sub four. Well, mm. I just quickly found some of these results off um, Sean Whip. He put these on Twitter because sub four isn't even a thing anymore. Listen to these names. These are some NCAA results. Jess Hunt ran three fifty seven point four. Jackson Sharp, we spoke about him before. He ran three fifty seven point four over the weekend. Sam Sam Field ran four flat point nine eight. Izzy Thornton Bot ran. She's the Australian mile champion. She ran four thirty four. Then Kai Robinson did a three k in seven forty nine point seven. So, like, can you imagine being a seventeen eighteen year old kid these days? Mm-hmm. Like this guy Jess Hunt, I have never heard of him in my life. He's an Australian. He's ran three fifty-seven. You guys heard of him? No, I haven't. Yeah, I'm just like this is the world we're living in. Mm. Anyway, and you see that video of that um, Washington? Was was there eight of them or six of them that broke four minute in the one race from the same university? Yeah, um, yeah, Washington University, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, or University of Washington. Yeah, I think their fifth guy ran something like three fifty eight, and he won't make their four by fifteen mm. relay team. Oh, that, I think that's where uh, Ed Trippis is at the moment. Yeah, the, well, the Aussie steepler. He was actually in these results, and because he'd ran something like four oh three, I didn't even include him because I'm like, <laughs> hey, we're talking about people going quicker than four minutes here or four flat. Like it's it's yeah. ridiculous the amount of talent that's getting around at the moment worldwide. Yeah, yeah, he ran um four oh two point eight. Anyway, boys, listen to question, Crooks. All right. Any tips for tall runners? I'm six foot four and ninety four kilos, and feel real slow and fat compared to the little blokes. That comes in from Andrew Price. This is a terrible question. How would I, I, I can't not answer this at all. I want nothing to add. So rule me out. You're the same, Crooks. You're tiny and skinny. Yeah, uh, but I, I guess as a as a coach though, like let's change it to tall and like just bigger bigger runners because. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I find if I'm coaching bigger guys and I look at the calculators, what they can run for, say, 5 or 10K, and they've done, like, you know, the standard sort of marathon block, they generally don't convert quite as well at the marathon. Mm. And no, I, I, I get the opposite results. Do you? That's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to think, like, because they're obviously often the bigger guys are out there for a little bit longer. Um, there's a bit more, I guess, load, like, you know, that constant pounding on the ground, like maybe doing more, more damage to their muscles than the smaller guys. Um, but I think it's an interesting question because I reckon there's a lot of bigger guys out there that don't convert so well from the shorter stuff to the longer stuff and what they could do to maybe improve it. So, Moose, you're, well, I'm, you're I'm the, just, you're, I'm you're just the biggest bloke. 
well, yeah, I'm thinking of the two main bigger guys that I know that are kind of like that are that tall and 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 carry a little bit extra. Like close to like we're talking like 90, 90 to ninety plus yeah. kilos, ninety to one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. And um, all three of them have a better marathon than they do other distances, like significantly better. And and they put the calcul, they're in the calculator and they're looking a lot better if you just took their marathon time than their shorter distance. And I, but I think it's, I think it's because the, their physiology, like. Internally, suits that maybe not their um, maybe not like their physical characteristics, like they're big and they're they're tall, but uh, they're they're just engines, like yeah. proper engines. I reckon, I reckon those guys would be in the minority though. Well, they're they're all I've got to go off. Yeah, those three. And Moose, Moose, you you're the same. Well, I'm the a you bit go, bigger the better your pizza. Yeah, but I'm still like seventy. Kilos. We're talking another 24 kilos on top of that. That's a fair bit. I'm a little and can't run marathons. All the evidence is stacking the other way, Croaks. Yeah, I don't know about this for you, Croaks. Yeah. What's, your, what's your advice then, Moose? For big, like, because, you know, they're generally out there longer, but you can't, you know, let's say they're, we're talking like four hour marathoners. Well, you, know, you, can't, you can't get them out there running close to four hours every Sunday. But that's the same advice I'd give to someone who's 50 kilos and out there for four hours. Like I say, yes, their nutritional requirements are, are different. That's pro- so you could probably break this down and go, all right, forget the six four thing. Like ninety four kegs, um, you're going to need more calories, so you can handle more calories as well, which is a, a positive, I guess. Um, but you're going to churn through more, and you're going to need, like, let's just say, instead of two gels, you you could probably handle three gels an hour. Um, versus someone who weighs 50 kilos who's going to be struggling at two gels an hour. So nutritionally, you need to take on more. You do have more surface area, so you'll heat up more. That is um, that is one issue that you might struggle with um, in the heat, like no doubt about that. Uh, but from a footwear perspective, it's kind of the only other thing I've got to go off, um, <laughs> is you probably need more shoe underfoot. Like 94 kilos of force uh, is significant when you compare it to 50 kilos um, going through a, a shoe. So bigger shoes, perhaps a little bit stiffer, perhaps a little bit denser foam. Um, I'd make allowances for that. Mm. I like that point about the nutrition, Moose. Because um, I reckon a lot of people, yeah, would just go, oh, you know, the the, the smaller guys do you know, a, a gel every 7K sort of thing. Um, mm. But, yeah, somebody who's close to 100 kilos, uh, yeah, is obviously going to be chilling through a lot more and, and maybe that's maybe that's why they fade a little bit more over the back end. Um, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps they do just heat up more. I know in the heat there's studies showing I – was, I was concerned about this, but there's studies showing that bigger um, bodies and bigger frames have much harder time – Regulating their heat than smaller bodies. Yeah. Mm. So that's a good, good question. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon there's Sorry. some. Uh, I reckon there's some issues there to discuss. So that's good. Yeah, you guys it's probably, that well. There's probably some biomechanical stuff we could offer. I just don't know it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Moose on the loose. Purchase of the week. What do you got, Moose? Uh, we're getting closer towards the um, 
the gender issues in sport, aren't we? We're getting closer to have a good conversation on here. You boys doing your research on it so that when we do it, it's very, um, it's very concise. What are you talk? What are you talking about exactly, Moose? We'll well, need a few weeks' know, notice like, there. We need a few weeks' notice. You know, um, uh, the transgender stuff. So, mm. like, I identify as a woman. I'm going to race as a woman, but I'm also a 1325k mm. guy three years ago kind of thing. Mm. Um, it's that, like at the World Athletics. Start, I, there was articles. I didn't actually read them. But I, I saw that um, it's getting a little bit more regulated and not regulated as in like tighter restrictions, but I think they're going to be being a little bit more liberal with allowing, um, uh, I don't even know what how to put it. I've probably got to do it. It's really tough. Like you remember Kara Goucher called, um, fuck, what was her name? What's the... Nikki uh, Hiltz, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nikki Hiltz running in the women's 1,500 metres at the uh, US Champs. Um, so it's like, the la- and she said something like, oh, the lady's coming around the corner and here comes Nikki Hiltz, she's looking good. And I'm like, yeah, it's the ladies' 1,500. <laughs> what else are you going to say? Um, but Nikki Hiltz, like, pretty much... Like, Kara Goucher apologized afterwards profusely said she was very upset which was cool but hold on a second it was the ladies 1500 meters uh so it's pretty hard to to have a crack at a commentator for not knowing exactly what pronoun you are in the middle of a high energy race call when there's 20 other ladies around um i I, we we won't go there yet because i think there's a lot more um significant implications of this for, for women's sport uh, when they actually do start um, making the calls on on what's allowed and what isn't. I think they're going through a tough time. A lot of the sporting bodies at the moment trying to find a safe space for everyone to compete in. Uh, did you did you read the, the recent articles, Brady or Brad, about this? No, I haven't. I've seen them, like, they're, they're popping up and stuff, but I haven't gone that deep yet. Um, I know that, is it Mara Yaragachi, the UK yeah, commentator? Yeah, Second it. fastest UK or third fastest UK marathoner of all time. I know she's, I've seen her, like, writing letters and stuff um, to the athletic bodies, but I haven't, yeah, looked into it enough to, to comment on at this stage. But there's a lot of... There's a lot of athletes, I think, out there who have very strong feelings about it, but they're not quite ready to come out and say, you can't allow this, this is ridiculous, you're going to kill women's sport, because they'll be written off and cancelled quite quickly as, mm. as transphobic or, um, or politically incorrect. <laughs> and we'll probably be cancelled as well if we go too deep on it, Moose. Well, we're making sure not to get cancelled <laughs> as we speak. Right, right. <laughs> I don't think I've said the word cancelled ever on this show in 274 episodes. We've said it like five times tonight. But, yeah, let's just wait and see because, um, yeah, it, it, let's just see. We'll just watch this space. But my moose on the loose here, right, at least five times I had a discussion with a parent at the country championships who was buying spike pins for their kid who was – I don't know, 12, 13 years old. Keep in mind we're at the country champs um, and they're 12 and 13 years old. 
and I was selling six mil spike pins, which is like most tracks you don't not allowed seven mil or higher. Um, so I'm like, yeah, sure, six mil, perfect. Could could have written on him seven mil, could have written eight mil. No one's gonna fucking know. We're talking about one mil, and the. <laughs> The amount of fucking arguments I got in with people who said, oh, we're looking for seven. Sorry, I don't want them. I'm like, yeah, these are six. No one will know. Um, you know, like, seriously, you you take three steps in a seven mil spike pin, it's going to be six. Uh, then it'll be five, three steps later after that. Um, yet, we're taking this so seriously that someone would go out there and refuse to buy six mil spike pins when they needed spikes because someone told them that seven mils what they want and, and they're going to be better for their kid. Oh, in the end, I'm just like, I was just laughing. I'm just like, you're fucking kidding me, aren't you? Get a ruler out, draw a line seven mil, then draw a six mil line next to it and tell me the difference and then explain to me how a difference in spike pin that like that mm. six versus seven is going to help your kid go from seventh to sixth in the women in the kids fifteen hundred meter later today. Ah, oh, like, and and they're coming to someone clearly like I'm selling shoes. Like I've kind of been around shoes for a while, yet they don't fucking listen. It's like no, no, my friend who came third at the regional meet the other day told me that I need to be in seven mil. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, six mil will be fine. No, 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 no. Her coach, who did level one coaching certificate last year, told her seven mil. Yeah. Like, Almost, my, my mate who won the local park run this week in 1950 <laughs> told me I needed these <laughs> needed these spikes. Yeah, yeah. Is that when you drop? Oh, I, I, ran, I ran 214. I went to the world champs. Yeah, do people recognize <laughs> your moves? <laughs> No one, no one. Surely. And I'm not trying to be, I'm just saying. I thought like, that's why you were there to get recognised. I'm talking with, like, I thought I was pretty confident saying <laughs> six mil would be fine, seven mil, no difference. And mm. it's like, I, they're 10 bucks, I don't give a fuck if you buy them. I'm just being honest. I'm saying no one's going to care. Like, your daughter won't know. Your son, he, he'll screw him in. He'll probably fucking... Like strip the screw anyway. You don't know what he's doing. You could go a lot deeper on this topic, Moose, in terms of like seriousness of kids' sport at that age, like oh, country champs, yeah. and and actually we do have a listener question which we'll might put in next week. It's about like if our kids, you know, like get into running and our advice and and how we're going to approach it. And it's sort of similar to this. Like, how many of these kids that you know the parents that you're talking to over the weekend, Moose, they won't be running in four years' time. Five years time. Mate, there's a training group that was in Geelong, junior group, and they had, I reckon there would have been about five to ten national champions, whether it was cross country, 15, 800, all juniors. Not a single one of those kids run anymore. Mm. Not a single one. And that was, and they're only early 20s right now. Well, my, um, my two brothers did little A's. I never did. And I'm the only one that ever like ran so. yeah oh yeah i was i was in a tent next to louis rowan and we had a good chat about that exactly this saying um he started running when he was 19 so he's he yeah, was like, like similar 17 18 yeah he said his his theory was you got five to seven good years of athletics of good hard training and racing and uh 
you shouldn't fucking waste that when you're 14 to to, to 19. <laughs> you yeah. should be you should be using those hard years when you're a bit older when you can take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Well, summer, very true. Fellas. Good work. All right, that's it. What's coming up? We've got shoe geeks coming out this week, Moose. You caught up with um, some big dogs. From the, to the oh, that was world. good. You have a listen? Yeah, I had a listen to it Friday night when I was jogging, actually. Yep, enjoyed Well, it's nerdy, but I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. I enjoyed you, how you tried to, um, how you made it work, I guess. Like, it's hard to do interviewing people where their second language is English, but it was, there were some good jokes in there, some good, some good chemistry, I thought. Yeah, these, they, these are the two two big dogs from Mizuno in in Japan. Do you know their names off the top of your head? Shunzuki Ayato. Well, he was a, he's a proper big dog. Mm. He is he's like he's he just said I don't design. I I tell them what to do. Yeah, basically. he said that in the first twenty seconds. Yeah, I love that. He's like I'm the I'm the king here. Yeah, and mm. uh, and then Su- Susan, uh, forget her surname. But she has been in charge of the Mizuno Rider and Mizuno Inspire projects, and and like these guys are nailing it right now. So it was they're clearly getting something right. And they know what they're doing. That's it. What do you got coming up, Croaks? Uh, a couple of sessions with the group tomorrow afternoon and Friday morning, and then um, just organising an interview with Holly Campbell actually later in the week. Well, that'd be good. Yeah. So no, I think I, I think I'm going to record her. next next weekend. Oh, that'd be good. Moose, what do you got coming up? Uh, what have I got? No, just another week on the track this week. And then I've got to enter that race that we're doing, the um, so golden you, ticket Crux. race. So do you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. we'll do that. How about who's got the card? Someone just enter us all together. I've already put, entered. Yeah, Croaks, put it on the card, mate. No, I need mine put it on the card too. No, no, then. no. no. You've, gone, <laughs> you've gone early. Croaks, we'll sort it out later. Was, you told me today you were entering, so you made me enter. I'll save the card for the beers at Bathurst Croaks, I reckon. What do we got? Yeah. Um, are we doing anything up there? You reckon? Do, Not at this stage. Do a shake out, do a live show, do something we could. Maybe a shake out. I don't know about. I don't think we've got time for a live show. Yeah, I reckon maybe something Saturday morning. Saturday, yeah. Saturday morning. What time? Oh yeah, they, Be, oh, because it starts pretty early. Oh, is, no, there, is there a Bathurst Park run? See if you can find main, someone down there, Croaks. Oh yeah. Because the, the main the main world champ stuff starts about two thirty in the afternoon. There's um there's like masters relays and stuff and club relays and all that on the Saturday morning, but a lot of people will be there to run on the Sunday either in the world masters or the just mass participation run. So you could easily do like an easy Saturday morning, yeah, park, like at the park run or just meet somewhere for a run. If you're not going option. to do the golden ticket race, can you go break the Bathurst Park Run course record? Uh, I'll make sure I'm on the front line. Fifteen thirty-six. That's it? that's your options. You can you can do the golden ticket race on the Friday, or you can do this on the Saturday morning. Uh, and then we'll, we'll get a crowd there for him. Yeah. We'll get a crowd down there. Uh, Otherwise, we'll there's got to be some kind of punishment, Moose, if he's run. not going to do one of these two things. Yeah, maybe he can just be buying the beers all weekend. Yeah, something like that. On the card. (laughs) Your personal (laughs) card. All right, boys, I'm done stopping this. See us next week. Thanks for listening, legends. Bye. See Whether you're a first-timer looking for a PB or gunning for the podium, the Richard Hamilton Wines McLaren Vale Marathon is the run for you this April. South Australia's favourite destination race will not disappoint. Register today at mclarenvalemarathon.com.au.
Yeah.